Hello, hello. I am so glad that you're back with me. Um, today we are going to be talking about something that we hear a lot about, but the truth is, what does it mean? So today we're going to talk about mindset is everything. Okay, so our mindset is everything. Your mindset is everything. So we're going to talk about it. But first we're going to start with um, 2 Timothy. And it's going to be um, 1 verse 7. God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So we've been talking about the fruit of the spirit, which we know that self-control is one of them and love is one of them. So we're going to focus on the two and how we can use those to make sure that our mindset is on the right track for the love of Jesus. So when we want to talk about our mindset, sometimes something really important to think about is our mind has anywhere from 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day just a day and uh, studies are actually showing that 80% of those thoughts that we think during the day are indeed negative and 95% of those thoughts are repetitive that's a huge percentage for uh, allowing our mind to think certain thoughts and think certain ways so I'm sure you guys have heard especially if you attend church if not then we'll talk about that too whenever we hear or we're told that we need to take our thoughts captive I've heard this for years and I've never quite understood it I've tried to process it myself but not until I connected it with the word of Jesus and the truth that's in the Bible did I fully understand what that meant so, for example, sometimes we dwell on the past. We make negative assumptions about other people. We have self-defeating thoughts. That means you're thinking negatively about yourself. We have fear of what others think or fear of what might happen. We're anxious over those thoughts or fears. Sometimes we have depressing thoughts. And a big one for me is I have always struggled with being an overthinker. I replay conversations and events in my head over and over again thinking I should have done that. Why did I do this? Should I call them back and apologize? Those are moments that in our life we need to stop. We need to be intentional with everything and we definitely need to be intentional with our thoughts. So in this moment of thinking these negative thoughts, first you need to be able to recognize it and say, okay, this is not a spirit of God. So you pause in the moment or in the thought and you take that negative thought captive. So you say to yourself, maybe pray, Lord, this thought is not from you. I know this thought is not from you and I rebuke it from my mind. And if you have to sit there and say it over and over until you actually believe it, then that's something that you need to do. Again, God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Okay, so why do we have trouble taking captive our thoughts and then move on from it? See, thoughts can feel overwhelming and out of control. As a result, we have created a mindset that we cannot gain control of those thoughts 
and yet we get consumed. This is when we need to surrender our thought life to the enemy. See, these negative thoughts or these negative seeds that are being planted in our mind is a simple attack from the enemy. That's how smooth he is. He can take something that we love or we cherish or, you know, that we just honor and he can plant a little seed of fear or doubt. And if we don't take those thoughts captive and we don't rebuke them and say they do not belong here, then they can grow and they can fester. So something as simple as allowing a thought to remain in our head can be devastating to us. So uh, this author is unknown, but I love this quote that I had seen. And it said, a thought is just a thought and it can be changed. And that's true. See, I choose to have a godly thought life. I've not always been like this. I've, I will admit to you, I was the first one to say I have allowed stress to completely control me to the point where it was showing physically that I was allowing stress to overtake my life. I was losing weight. I looked sleep deprived. I, I was allowing these thoughts, these possibilities, not even the truth, just fear to absolutely consume me. See, until I decided, okay, I choose to have a godly thought life because God never called us to do something without equipping us. So to be a mother, you are consumed with love and compassion and this desire to keep this human alive and thriving and make them the best version that you possibly can. But with motherhood comes fear, comes doubt, comes all kinds of different feelings and, and stresses. And this is when you have to remember God never called us to do something without equipping us first. So he did not call us to be a mother and then equipped us to be a negative, scared, fear-driven person. That is not what he equipped us to be. And you can use this in every part of your life, even as a teacher. If you were called to be a teacher and you allow the fear of the enemy or you allow doubt to creep in, God did not call you to be a teacher without equipping you with what you need. That is when you need to stop and say, I rebuke these thoughts. I am a teacher. I am made in the image of God. And this is what I am meant to do. See, in Peter, in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3, his words say we have everything we need for a godly thought life. And that is something that's really important and you need to hold on to that. So I have to ask you, what is something that you have went to do or tried to complete without all your tools? And when I say that, I mean, we all have tools. We all, throughout our, our walk of life, we've been given tools. We've picked up tools along the way that help us get through different situations that we've been through. So, for example, whenever I talk about what's in your toolbox, do you have forgiveness in your toolbox or do you have bitterness? Are you able to pull out forgiveness in a situation you're allowed to you're allowing God to stand in the gap between you and the person and you can pull out forgiveness or are you very quick to pull out bitterness from that toolbox. 
See, the result was you were much less effective at the task at hand. And you gave up a lot of time because you didn't have all the tools for the job if you chose bitterness. Because if something happens to you, if someone does something to you, it is your choice to allow the pain that they caused you to turn into suffering or you can allow the pain that they caused you to be a moment of pain and a lesson and you pull out unforgiveness, you forgive them and you move on. Or you pull out bitterness and you allow that that person or that situation to then consume your life and you will suffer every day because of an action or an act of someone else. That is not of God. Not, a, not of God at all. So I look to that analogy with my thought life. And that is something that I really focus on. Especially if I'm allowing these negative thoughts to hold me captive. And that's not of God. See, if I am frustrated and I don't turn to God and I allow the negative thoughts and situation to continue to frustrate me, it will no longer... It will take me much longer to get over it. I will not be able to get over it. I will more than likely allow that situation to pour out into other parts of my day or my life. But like I was saying, if you pull out of your toolbox forgiveness instead of bitterness, then you can take that negative action or word captive, pray about it, and hand it over to God. And then you will not live the rest of your days allowing that situation to pour into other parts of your day. I think it's very important, especially um, in today's world, that we realize that words can hurt like a sword to the chest, and that is the truth. If we don't allow um, the enemy to hurt us with their words, then we're one step ahead and we're one step closer to our eternal life. And I'm not saying that it's easy because it's not easy. I promise you it's not easy. But we have to make sure that we have good intentions for everything we do. And that we pause in the moment and think of a strong emotion that is a happy emotion, that's a positive emotion. We want to make sure that we're remembering God in that moment to say, Jesus, I know this is not of you. But I just encourage you that you practice this throughout the day. It does take practice. It's a practice of patience. It's a practice of pausing and prayer. And this is something that if you truly want to change your mindset and you want to change your thought process, you need to practice these thoughts every single day. But you have to be intentional with them. And like I said, it's not going to come easy. It's a process. And the process is you take that, that thought captive free. Next, we want to identify if God's works, words speak to this situation. And guess what? God's word will always speak into your situation, whether it's negative or positive. But he will be there to speak into it. If your thought is of fear, one of many scriptures you can speak over that is Joshua 1.9. And we are commanded to not be fearful. God is always with us. He is our protector. 
Theologians 3.3, he fights for us. Exodus 14.14, and he uses everything for our good. Romans 8.28, these are all scriptures that you can use and you can speak over your life if fear is creeping in. The third thing, learning God's word and how to apply it in our situation effectively is the key. Picking up the Bible this morning was like picking up the daily newspaper. These are words that have been processed, printed, and collected for over thousands of years. And I can pick the Bible up and I can open it up and it is like reading the daily newspaper. So my challenge for you is to spend five minutes in the Bible each day. Start with the disciples, Mark, John, Luke. Start there so you learn who Jesus is. Another book of the Bible I absolutely love is Psalm. It speaks directly to me every time I open it up. I just encourage you to please not allow your unbelief or your past to get in your way. Because God desires that your faith would grow. Hebrews 11.6 So please, I encourage you, start reading God's Word, even if it's five minutes a day. A scripture a day. That's more than what you've done yesterday. Again, you want to do better today than you did yesterday. So I just encourage you to practice gratitude. Practice being joyful. Stop looking at what is going wrong or what might go wrong and start focusing on what is going right or what is right in your life. So I just want to leave this with you today and I just, I just really encourage you to remember that your mindset and your words are everything. So we're going to end with prayer today. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the people who are listening. I ask you, Lord, that you allow the people who are hearing this message to take the negative thoughts captive and to press into your word and to practice the pause before they react. Practice the pause. Allow them to pray. Allow them to have a relationship with you. Just like right now, I'm just talking to you, Lord. I'm not using fancy words. I'm not using scripture. Jesus, I am just pouring my heart out to you, asking that today is a powerful, positive day for everyone listening. I ask you to wrap your arms around them and embrace them in their mind, in their thought process, to think more like you. I ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you all so soon. God bless you.